Just so much pain. So, so, so much pain. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. I'm going to break down the three-game NBA DFS slate on Tuesday. This is your first time watching. Cover content for Daily Fantasy Sports uh, and for player prop sites like Prize Picks, Underdog, and Parlay Play. Uh, if you guys are looking for more content for DFS or for prop stuff, you can check my Patreon link down below. We've had a really good month, and uh, we did hit both our YouTube plays that we uploaded uh, today. Jalen Williams, we took his over points, and Kyle Kuzma, we took his under rebounds. If you guys tell that, that was a pretty easy cash. And uh, yeah, so let's get into the recap and the reasons why I am so tilted. So many things, too. So, Dinwiddie injury. Early on in the game. Done for the day. My take, obviously, I wanted to go heavy on the nets. Other two nets I played, Cam Thomas, Ben Simmons, absolutely smashed. 1-2% 1-2% owned Shet Holmgren. Absolutely breaking the slate. Random massive foul trouble. Barely plays the second half. Picks up four. Four quick ones uh, early in the second half. Uh, checks out for a while. Checks back in. End of the third quarter. You better believe it's number five right away. Back to the bench. Never comes back in. To punish the Chet Sharks. He was on pace for easily 50 plus He's done it. He's basically done at halftime. The Pelicans smashing, right? Super, super sharp players went heavy on the Pelicans once we got news, the late news that Ingram was out, right? And we talked about that, how Pelicans are all going to be way under-owned uh, because this is late, unexpected news. So I told everyone, the right move here is to go heavy on the Pelicans. I play JV. I play CJ. Both are smashing random massive blowouts. Barely plays in the fourth quarter. Jalen Williams. He, massive blowout there. He doesn't play. He doesn't come back in the fourth. And Asur Thompson smashed in a blowout. I'm so mad. Literally, I, I like basically nail the slate and I get punished. Injury, massive foul trouble, massive blowout. Right? If Chet doesn't get in random massive foul trouble, he's going for 50-plus. CJ, JV, without the blowout, CJ probably goes for 45. JV probably is in the mid-30s. I'm just in so much pain, man. So, so much pain. I'm so tilted right now. Oh. You guys missed the tilts. Well, they're back. Gosh, I'm so upset because it should have been a huge night and just get punished with horrific variances. Again, adding to the proof, right? No one runs worse. Uh, all right, before we get into the player, player breakdown, let's take a look at these Vegas odds. So we have the Knicks and the Cavs, pretty gross game, projected 214 over under. Spurs and Suns, about a 227 over under, and the Magic and Clippers, about a 220 over under. But taking a look at the spread for these games, uh, about a two and a half point spread there for the Knicks and Cavs, seven point spread for the Spurs and Suns, and about seven point spread for the Clippers and Magic. So a little bit of blowout risk in the two late games. What you guys are looking at is the Odd Champ Sportsbook screen, basically showing you if you wanted to bet the game, which book offers the best odds, also offers the average odds. If you're serious about making money sports gambling, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, they have a lot of tools. Again, I've showed off a few of them. Fancy Optimizer is one of their most popular tools. Uh, four sites like Prize Picks, Underdog, Parlay Play, basically giving you the percent chance to hit. Uh, so check them out. If you guys are interested, you can use the code DKDFS for 25% off your first month. I will also have it linked in the description. 
All right, so hopefully we can avoid injuries, massive foul trouble, and massive blowouts on this three-game slate. But yeah, man, this this one hurts. This one hurts because I'm, I was looking so good. And then Dinwiddie injury, shot massive foul trouble, Pelicans random massive blowout. The Pelicans were so under-owned too, man. Again, if we had known the Ingram news before lock, CJ would have been like 50-plus percent owned. That's why I'm just so upset because, oh, it's, of course they get blown out. Oh, all right. Knicks and Cavs is the first game here. So on the Knicks side, honestly, there's no one that stands out to me on the Knicks. Uh, the, the Cavs, you know, a decent defensive team. Again, they are missing a couple pieces. But a Randall at 8K, you know, I think feels a little bit too cheap. He has not shot the ball the best either to start the season. 5 of 22, 4 of 10, and 4 of 15. I think he's reasonable. I think Brunson's reasonable at 7-7 seven, seven as well. Um, I wouldn't call either priorities, but they're both like fine plays. And same with Barrett at 6-2. Should see low 30s minutes. So if you want to, you know, plug in one of the main guys from the Knicks, I'm not going to say no. But like, I'm also not prioritizing these guys. They're kind of just filler plays for me on this slate. Quickly, 5.3K. He'll come off the bench, probably see low 20s minutes. He does have a ceiling. Uh, last game, he struggled a bit. He's fine for tournaments. This for Robinson, I would say, is probably the easiest guy to get to. On the Knicks, in my opinion, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, 38 minutes two games ago, 29 minutes last game. Uh, obviously, good rebounder, good shot blocker. So I think Mitch Robinson would probably be my favorite play on the Knicks. And then value-wise, a lot of these guys look pretty similar. Josh Hartson playing low 20s minutes. Again, indifferent on him. Quinn Grimes should see mid-20s minutes, but he's not going to be super productive playing with the other starters. Even Chenzo probably sees around 20 minutes. And then Isaiah Hartenstein will play the backup five. So, like... I wish I had like better breakdown for the next, but like basically everyone in the rotation outside of Mr. Robinson are all kind of just like, okay, if you land on them, sure. But yeah, there's no priorities here for me on the Knicks. Let's move on to Cleveland. Cavs are a team I have a lot more interest in. Uh, so no Garland, no Jared Allen, and we'll see about the status of Donovan Mitchell. Now, Donovan Mitchell practiced on Monday. I don't think if he was like really banged up that he would have practiced. So my guess is that he does play. We will see. We'll talk about it two different ways. Let's first talk about if he misses. If he misses, I am once again pushing my chips all in on the Cavs. They would still be underpriced. They just have, they're so short-handed, and they were in such a tight rotation last game. Last game with Donovan Mitchell out. Um, Mobley, uh, saw, he should see mid-30s minutes. He dealt with a bit of foul trouble. Karis LeVert played 44 minutes, went crazy. Max Struess played 42 minutes. Uh, Isaac Okoro uh, played 35 minutes. Dean Wade played 37 minutes. Like You're just not seeing that type of run from like any of these teams on this slate. So uh, yeah, I'd be really, really high on the Cavs. Uh, Yang would see some minutes off the bench. Uh, they split the backup center position with Thompson and Damian Jones. And you even saw a little bit of Amani Bates, a little bit of Sam Merrill, a little bit of Craig Porter. But I would just expect huge minutes from the main guys once again. So it'd be really high on, on all the guys. Mobley and Levert would be my two favorite options. But Struess is playing huge minutes this season. Okoro, even though he's not the best point per, point per minute guy, would play a ton. Dean Wade would play a ton. Same thing, not the best point per minute guy. But yeah, there'd be a lot to like for the Cavs. Now, if Donovan Mitchell does play, then I mean, I'm still like a lot of these Cavs value plays. And then Mitchell would be, in my opinion, one of the best spin-ups on the board. Uh, would be the clear go-to guy. Would probably play high 30s minutes. So would really like Mitchell there. Um, and still, like a lot of the Cavs, it would be interesting to see whether they do the starting lineup if they shift Levert back to the bench or if they move someone else back to the bench. But um, either way, if Mitchell plays or not, I'm, I still really like Cleveland on this three-game slate. All right, San Antonio and Phoenix. So 
Spurs got blown out last game by the Clippers. Now they're going on the road against Phoenix. However, no Beal, no Booker. I do think there's a chance that this Spurs team can keep the game competitive. Um, Wembayama, 7.9K. Obviously, the Mets have not been amazing on him. Got a pretty wide range of outcomes, but the ceiling is there. You know, same thing I said about Chet last night. I was as that I really like, you know, Chet's range of outcomes is wide, but the ceiling's there, right? So um, at a sub 8K price point, I like his upside quite a bit. Vassell and Calvin Johnson are kind of secondary plays to me. In a competitive game, I would expect, you know, 30 plus minutes from both these guys. So like they're, they're filler options for me. I'm not going to prioritize either. Once again, I am high on Zach Collins. He's been stuffed in the stat sheet. Hasn't really shot the ball the best. He did finally make it three, but I think he's a pretty safe play. Should see around 30 minutes, low 30s minutes in a competitive game, assuming no foul trouble. Jeremy Sohan uh, will play the point guard position. He had an off game last game, but again, they got destroyed. Uh, I think he's a relatively safe play. Trey Jones should see mid-20s minutes off the bench. I think he's a decent option as well. Uh, other guys off the bench, I think Chetty Osmond is interesting for salary relief. I would expect low-20s minutes from him. He's played pretty well so far uh, on the Spurs, so I do have a little bit of interest in him. Bassey, he'll play the backup five. You know, played 16 minutes last game. I think he's an okay punt play if he needs some salary relief. Probably wouldn't get to McDermott, though, or Branham. I mean, I guess I mean Branham is really, really cheap, but... I think I would give the edge to Chetty over Branham if I had to pick between them. So. And now talking Phoenix. So Phoenix is another team that I'm pretty high on, right? Phoenix and Cleveland are the two teams that are the most shorthanded on the slate. No Beal. Booker's doubtful. So hard not to like Kevin Durant. I know the price has come up on him, but still think he's one of the best spin-ups on this slate. Really do like KD. My boy Nurkic, I think, is a bit underpriced in a competitive game. I would expect I-20s minutes from him, um, and honestly, probably will be the number two on offense, you know, him and Eric Gordon uh, without Beal and without uh, Booker. So I do like Nurkic. Gordon at 5-2, I still think is a good play in the mid-range. He played 26 minutes last game. Would expect low 30s minutes from him. He's going to play the point guard position. Uh, you know, had four assists last game. I would be high on Jordan Goodwin, or I am high on Jordan Goodwin too. Um, you know, he should see mid-20s minutes off the bench. I'm high on Grayson Allen who played 31 minutes. Uh, a Kogi dealt with a little bit of foul trouble, but he should see close to 30 minutes. So once again, I think there's a lot to like here for the Suns. Value, again, Gordon, Goodwin, Allen, Kogi all look pretty good. I don't even hate Drew Eubanks at 3-7. You know, he's been seeing high teens minutes, and he's about a fantasy point per minute guy. So if you give him you know, 18 to 20 minutes, he's going to stand out as a pretty good point per dollar value on the slate. Watanabe, the only other guy I'll mention in this rotation, I would expect high teens minutes from him. I think I would rather take the shot at Eubanks if I'm going to punt like with one of those two, but Wanabe still will see some minutes. You might see a rotation or, or two from Nasir Little, but not enough for me to get to him. And finally, the Magic and the Clippers. So for the Magic, I mean, not a lot has changed from, for me for my breakdown from, from last night. Uh, Bancaro, Franz Wagner, both guys have a ceiling. I think factoring in salary, maybe a slight edge to Franz over Paulo. Paulo also got with a, uh, dealt with some foul trouble. He's in a bit of foul trouble tonight. Carter Jr., 5.7K. I would expect high 20s minutes from him. Mm, the guards look pretty similar in Fultz, Anthony, and Suggs. I think it's going to come down to ownership for me on a small slate or if I'm going to play one of the Magic guards, right, with these three. But let's just say, for example, a lot of the field gravitates towards Cole Anthony. Well, then I'm going to go to Mark Fultz. Um, and this has kind of been the same thing with the Bulls, right? When the main three Bulls guys play, I always prefer which one is, which one, uh, is the lowest out. Well, two slates ago, it was Zach Levine. I said, hey, no one's going to click Levine. If I'm going to play one, it would be him. He had like a career game. Tonight, I, uh, uh, Vucevic was the lowest owned. I said, okay, if I'm going to play Bull, it's going to be Vucevic. He smashed. Now, again, not every time you click the low on guy, they're going to smash. But if they all look similar, and I think Fultz, Anthony, and Suggs all look similar, 
then if I do play one, I'm probably going to click whichever one is the lowest owned. Mo Wagner, he'll play the backup five. I think he's interesting. Good point per minute guy. If you think they, you know, someone limit the minutes of Carter Jr. or gets in foul trouble or whatever, Mo Wagner is uh, viable. And then other guys rounding out the bench rotation, Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, Joe Ingles. Would expect like high teens minutes for Ingles and Harris and, you know, probably about 10 or so minutes for Jonathan Isaac. All right, finally, the Clippers. The Clippers are another team. We have a couple pieces of news to keep an eye on here. Um, Zubash is questionable. Norm Powell's questionable. Uh, man is out. The top three guys, assuming this game can stay competitive, I think all look really good. Paul George, 8-6. Kawhi Leonard, 8-5. Russell Westbrook, 7.1K. I think they're all a bit underpriced. Um, again, as long as this game stays competitive, all three of those guys should play 30-plus minutes. Now, if Zubach is out, Plumlee would most likely start. If Plumlee starts, he'd be one of the better values in the board. And you probably would get, you know, small ball backup five of like Covington and um, Nick Batum. So they would look better if there's no Zubach. Norman Powell also questionable. If he does not play, Bones Highland should see more run. And uh, again, kind of run that second unit. So Bones would look a lot better if there's no Norman Powell. Again, with Covington and Batum, they're both okay options if Powell and Zubach are in. They'd look way better if they're both out because I would just be way more confident in both their minutes. And then if there's no Paul and there's no Zubach, you're going to get someone added to the rotation, right? So Kwai's, let's just assume both the, both those guys are out, right? Paul George, one, Kwai, two, Westbrook, three, Plumlee, four, Bones, five, Covington, six, but seven. And then Cajun Martin will see some minutes, eight. And then I think they probably will dust off like maybe Amir Coffee sees a little bit of run as the ninth guy. Uh, but yeah. Uh, would feel, again, a lot better about the minutes for Covington and Batum. And then if Zubac plays, I like his ceiling in GPPs. Production up and down. They kind of go small ball. There is risk, but definitely a guy that has upside. And then Norman Powell, if he does play, I think will also be a good tournament play. Um, I think if he does play, similar to what I said about the Magic Guards with him versus Bones Highland, right? You got a 4.4K Norman Powell and a uh, 4.3K Bones Highland. If I were to pick between the two, I think I would lean towards whichever one's going to be lower owned. Because I think if, if Powell plays, they look very, very similar to me. All right, guys. I know that was a bit of a shorter video, but only three games. So if you guys do enjoy, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We have Taco Tuesday tomorrow. Excited for that. Um, but yeah, other than that, enjoy the rest of your night. And we'll see you all in the next video.